Episode 12 of the Woolly Mammoth Revival is here with me, Simon Hoban, from BBC Radio, and Mike Ward, the Daily Star's TV critic. It's the podcast where we talk about things we judge to be not quite right, not massively controversial. Could just be people's overuse of the phrase, who knew, for example. Um, so we want yours... <laughs> Does that you? Just a little bit, yeah. Who knew? Exactly. Now, we want yours too, so you can tweet us. If you've got any suggestions to be included in the podcast, we'll do that. So uh, just tweet me at Simon Hoban, at Simon Hoban, or at Mike Ward on TV, I believe, Mike. That's the one. Is that correct? It Good. is, yeah. We'll start with yours, Mike Ward. What have you got today? Well, uh, I think we have to start with Wimbledon lockers. Of course. What is wrong with the lock? You know when you go to the gym or you go for a swim, whatever, and you put all your gear in the, in the locker and you put a padlock on or you lock it and you you know wander off and do your thing and then you come back and it's all safely... What's wrong with those the lockers at Wimbledon, I wonder? I had not noticed. Why? What's the problem? Well, that bloke the other day, that stroppy Russian guy... Daniel Medvedev or something or other. Probably. Did you see the story where he was? He, he felt the umpire the, the, had, had um, given him uh, n- not the rub of the green, oh, as it yeah. were. So and he, so at the end of the game, while he was packing his stuff away, he opened his wallet and started chucking coins at the, towards the umpire's chair. Yeah. Who takes their wallet out onto court <laughs> with them? At Wimbledon, why is he? Why is he not putting his valuables in there? You know, it's like sometimes you go to the gym, don't you? And guys can't even be bothered to put stuff in the locker, so they just take all their clothes off and they think my clothes are so skanky, no one's going to nick them, and they just leave them on the bench and yeah, then yeah. pick them <laughs> yeah. afterwards. You sort of think, well, why are you bringing that? You've got your car keys there as well. Why are you taking your wallet yeah. out onto the court? That's just a very strange it's, thing. It's not like, like a, you're leaving the house, is it? No. You know, you don't go keys, wallet, tennis no. racket, you know. Has he got his mobile there as well? Or does he not trust the locker system? Are the keys a bit dodgy? Have they got some of those iffy padlocks that don't quite, you know, you know, don't quite stand up to a, a good tug, as it were? That's my question. Oh, it's a good question. It's, it's the, the biggest tournament in the world... And yet the guy doesn't have enough confidence in the in the lockers. I mean, he got fined to something like fourteen thousand pounds, which I guess, if you're not progressing very far in a tournament, is a reasonable amount. Yeah. Um, although uh, we're, we're recording this, by the way, and sort of towards the halfway mark in Wimbledon 2017, loads of guys have just turned up, played the bare minimum, and then their injuries are flared up, and they've pulled out, and it's all gone a bit flat hasn't it in the early rounds yeah because there's got a new rule haven't they whereby you still get paid yeah if you bail out early yeah <laughs> so what they've been doing is agreeing to play and then just deciding not to finish the game yeah it's something not quite right i mean no, no doubt by the time we, we we've by the time we finish this podcast even they may have changed the rule i suspect it's it's glaringly obvious that they hadn't thought that one through yeah and i'm not suggesting these guys are abusing it i'm sure it's all totally genuine but it does mean that if you've paid as the as the crowd who'd paid to see what they thought was going to be great centre court matches featuring um, both Federer and Djokovic the other day. Mm-hmm. Both those games just ended in the, in the opponents pulling out. They it was did. a complete anticlimax. And it's interesting. The second, the second guy to pull out got a far harsher treatment from the crowd than the first. The first one it was all you know very sort of polite British, <laughs> yeah, British oh, oh, poor chap, yeah. poor chap, blah, 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 whatever. And then the second, <laughs> the second, the second one did it, and it was like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, whether they, whether people were starting to think that's not quite right yeah. in, in in a sort of you know dubious sense, or whether they were just peeved because now they're two big you know, big matches that they've been expecting to sort yeah, of... Yeah, uh, I think that would have been it. Had it been the other way round, you know, uh, the guy who got the applause would have got the booze. It was just that the order in which uh, the events occurred. Although I do like the element of being able to get out of a sporting situation. Yeah. Like in snooker, you can concede the frame, can't you? Yes. If you think it's going badly and, and you know, you get back to the table, you can go, oh, yeah, I've no chance here. 
But I think that that should be introduced in all sports. Well, I think to a degree, I mean, I went to a cricket match years ago, and I don't, don't think this happens very often. I, I, I can't remember. It must have been a, a, one of the, the longer format of the game. But it was about four o'clock on, on a sort of sunny afternoon. And all of a sudden, they started walking off. And we looked at each other, what's happening? And they just agreed this game was, was, it was only <laughs> going to end. nowhere. They just said, oh, let's stop. Yeah. And they stopped. And I sort of thought, well, they should do that more often. Was that because one team had a, a too large a total to chase? I think because teams declare in cricket, don't they? It's like, okay, yeah. we are whipping you now. Yeah. <laughs> we are really taking yes. you to the cleaners. So yeah. what we'll do is we'll declare, yeah. and that that gives the other team a chance at least, doesn't it? Well, it's not just giving the other team a chance. It's also because if you don't declare, you you, the, you run the risk of the game being a draw because you run out you, of time. You, yeah. So you, you you kind of you have to declare. Yeah. From a tactical perspective rather than just to sort of uh, give them a ch- chance uh, okay. <laughs> but I do think it'd be interesting if you could do that in say football so isn't it was yeah. like 5-0 at half time yeah. you just say oh, I'm not coming back out don't bother Let's just... or just uh, you know if, if it's one of those games where an awful lot of people are leaving before the end fearing, fearing there's no way that this is going to change the, you know, the current balance of play then uh, if a certain percentage of the crowd has gone then the game stops <laughs> you know the crowd yeah. effectively make that decision yeah. on behalf of the teams I do. You know, you do get the people who will stay till the end. I mean, it must be taboo and show the discontent, mustn't it? It's, well, it's not taboo to stay to, to, to the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I, I don't think I've never left a game when there was any realistic possibility of the result being any different from what the score, current score was implied. It's normally only about three nil down. Well, I've left at three nil. Yeah, it ended three yeah. all. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How early did you leave? Uh, it was about it was, ten minutes into the it, game. It was about seventy-three minutes. Okay. Three nil down, and you sort of think it's done and dusted, don't you? I can. So, that's interesting because I can see I'd have been. I'd been. To, if I was in a really bad mood, yeah, or I wanted to go somewhere, I thought this is a waste of time. But we and, were playing terribly. You yeah, think. yeah. So you could sort of think, well, essentially, we're not going to pull back. There was three no goals. hint of it. No hint. It was no. against Man U as well. But you know, then we know so often you get those late goals. But the funny thing is, of course, um, you know there are people who will leave, and I still don't get this. I see them happening, doing this all around me. They, they will leave with five, ten minutes to go when there's only one goal oh, in that's it. Madness. Yeah, when the entire that's madness. result could go, could be win, yeah. defeat, or draw. That is so crazy. Think, what are you there for? Yeah. And how bad is the traffic going to no, be exactly. that you really think you're going to make a blind bit of difference? How important is it to you to get back in time for Anton Deck's Saturday night takeaway? <laughs> That's the, the question. Anyway, there, was an, there was another, just on Wimbledon, there was another yeah, yeah. incident I noticed where, and we could include this as well, and it's for me this is officials who won't break out of their officialdom Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in a moment of levity. Yeah. So there was an umpire and one of the players had, had mishit the ball yes. and he caught it. And, and he didn't laugh or smile. No, no, I looked at that. I thought, oh, you miserable. I know. Did you see that? Cheer up. Yes, I did. My first reaction was, he, he just gave the score, yeah. didn't he? As yeah. if nothing had happened. Exactly. You don't have up. to be quite that straight, mate. I know. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, come on, just lighten up. Everyone was having a laugh, but he just wanted to remain professional. I suppose it's admirable in a way. Well, it is, but, you know, cheer up. It's, you know, officials Maybe... who, without a centre... You know, that, like that guy all those years ago booked Gaza for picking up his yellow card that he dropped and, and when Gaza flashed it. Oh. Oh, referee. Yeah, yeah. And he booked him. He thought, how humorless <laughs> yeah. must you be, seriously, yeah. to do that? Anyway, what's yours? What's your uh, not quite right? Your My first, first NQR. not quite right here, uh, yeah, NQR on the WMR, yeah. is uh, angry YouTube video titles that make them impossible to share. Actually, before you do that, yeah. NQR, just remind me later, NQR, that could be a, 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 a Twitter, uh, handle. Twitter handle. That I'm sure nobody's got that. Sorry. Ooh, angry yeah. YouTube videos that make it impossible to share because of their... Because then you might look really aggro by dint of the title appearing. Supposing you want to share it on Facebook. Well, it, it might be... The problem with this is that the content is 
is often perfectly reasonable and measured. Mm. So it might be like Stephen Hawking debating a member of the clergy on the origins of life, right? Something like that. Yeah. But the title will say in capitals, Watch as Hawking rips apart pedo-apologist. <laughs> and, and, you know, you think, well, I can't put that up on Facebook, no. even though it's a perfectly reasonable discussion. Um, no. I mean, apart from anything else, Stephen Hawking isn't going to rip anyone apart. No. Uh, he'll just say clever stuff. That's how Stephen Hawking does it. Yeah, he's never been a ripper. <laughs> no, he's never been one to rip anyone apart. No. And so that that precludes me then from sharing that nice discussion because mm. of the, the idiot who's put it up there. Generally, the guy who's put it up there, or, or woman, um, is, is obviously maybe, a, say, a militant atheist or something like that. We're yeah. really angry about atheism. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, YouTube just invites extremes, doesn't it? Yes. And you know? also, in general, we're all attention-seeking more than ever these days because it, there's yeah. just so much noise out there that everybody, when you want to draw attention to something you've said or done or written or indeed podcasted, you have to find a way to shout it louder and louder. And so it, it, it becomes a sort to, of... Yeah, to compete in that. Although, having said that, the, 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 the sort of embarrassment of being associated with something that's actually perfectly innocent but could be cons- misconstrued... Yeah. It's a little bit like... I find this sometimes, because I obviously review films and TV programmes for a living, sometimes I watch stuff on the train when I'm sitting in, you know, a double seat or whatever, and I'm watching some perfectly innocent drama uh, or whatever, or a film, but there is a slightly iffy scene, you know, a bedroom scene okay. or such like. And I'm thinking, well, I hope the person who's sitting next to me or whatever doesn't just look over for the first time <laughs> to see what I'm looking at and see that. Because I need to say, well, no, no, this, it's fine. Look, this is just one scene within a perfectly innocent... Yeah, it could you know, be Game of Thrones. 15 certificate, whatever. But I'm just thinking, oh, God, I hope you don't think I'm watching something something really offensive in, in you know, on a train in the middle of the Russia. Because I'm not, but... You know, you, you become very self-conscious about being associated with things which are perfectly innocent that could be... Yeah, you couldn't... Re- I remember in the 90s, as I was in my early 20s, you couldn't really read, you know, a loaded or an FHM no, on the train no. because they would be on the next page, you know, scantily clad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was tricky. Yeah. Which also leads me on to my next one for today, yeah. Yeah. and that is the, the comments section of websites. Not so much the content because that's been much talked about, but it's more about the time you spend reading them. I don't know if yeah. you've done this. You go down a rabbit yes. hole of the comment section. Oh. On, on a website um, and it's not just sometimes the original comment or the comments on the story it's the subset yes. of the comments so you'll get one comment and it'll say view all 126 replies yeah. you go down that rabbit hole you're there for another half hour yeah. before you know it you're watching the signed edition of Country File and you realise it's <laughs> three in the morning and it's, it's and it, nearly always uh, within a couple of minutes you're reading stuff that bears no relation yes. to the original piece because yeah. it's normally the same people who go on so they'll have a row you know, so-and-so will make some yeah, comment, person A... There'll be a dialogue, yeah. Person B will then say, well, you always say that, and person A, well, what's your problem, pal, or, you know, <laughs> whatever. And then, and then it just becomes really sort of goes mental. Usually someone's called a Nazi within four comments. Yes, absolutely. And it's the original article has no relevance to to, to any of this. I find it particularly interesting when you go on to uh, tech websites. Sometimes if I'm looking to buy a new piece of kit or need some sort of software or need to sort of check out to do something or or, or whatever, I'll go on, I'll Google something and it's like, you know, how to sort of video such and such or how, how to copy your attachments to blah blah anyway and you, you sort of go on this and there's perfectly sort of clear somebody's put some perfectly clear rational uh, helpful piece mm-hmm. and then somebody said at the bottom will say yeah well typical of you to favor that make of software you're just a sort of <laughs> yeah. you know a lackey for these people yeah. and whatever and then somebody's apple fanboy is apple the usual fanboy, yeah, yeah. yeah apple fanboy and then it really kicks off 
And, you know, these people are more aggressive than sort of football fans yeah. at their most or, antagonistic. Or militant atheists. Yeah, mm. and they just think, for goodness sake, it's just people offering an opinion on how to sort of, you know, save an attachment on your computer. What the hell are you getting so wound up about? Yeah, yeah. But then what the hell are you getting so wound up about should be an, an alternative name for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's a good one, if, if lengthy. Yeah. What you're saying, I completely agree with this, because I've often sort of found myself, you know, reading the comments of idiots, basically, uh, in relation to what is generally a perfectly rational, original article. Sometimes that reminds me why it's still quite nice to pick up an old-fashioned newspaper. Mm, yeah. Because you are in ice. It's an oasis of calm compared yes. to, to reading the same thing. Yeah. On, on, I'd like to read. You know, if I've got a columnist I like or somebody who writes good interviews, I actually just want to pick up the paper, read that, absorb it, come to my own opinions, put the paper down, and get on with my life. Mm. But you do that online, you can't help but get to the end and then 732 comments, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden somebody says, you're an idiot. And what, oh. <laughs> I know, and, and the yeah, if someone else has shared the opinion that you've formed yeah. and they get shot down, you then start to question your very existence, yes, don't you? Just, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I just think, I, you know, I don't want to just be sort of smugly satisfied with my own perspectives and, you know, shut myself off from alternative viewpoints. But at the same time, we get so many alternative viewpoints. The world is so stressful now because everything is, everyone's got an opinion on everything. And when you're reading something that you enjoy, you've admired mm. an article, well-crafted interview, such and like, and then inevitably it's somebody, you know, it's a bit like enjoying a piece of music. Yeah. And then somebody turning around and saying, you do know that's crap, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You do know they're the worst band in the world. And, you know, just although you disagree with that, to, there's always that little part of your head. Oh, maybe they're right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they are yeah. Crap. Is that what everyone's thinking? Is that what everyone's? <laughs> maybe it's me, and you can never quite think yeah. of that person or that form again. No. So true. anyway, you know, hence the uh, the joy of print. I Indeed. would argue <laughs> yeah. in that context. Okay. What else have you got today? Well, I would have to say my 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 second and final uh, not quite right is this. Uh, <clears throat> Drivers upset with English version replacing Indonesian registration registration sticker having pressed the accelerator. <laughs> Shall I repeat that? Go on. Drivers upset with English version replacing Indonesian registration sticker having pressed the accelerator. Okay, now uh, just say something in, re in response to that. Ask me a question or anything. Okay. What's your immediate reaction to that? The first is I don't really understand it. Right. The second is that I think it's it's designed to be uh, come top of a search, isn't it? Like, an, is, it, is it an aggregated headline? It is, isn't. Nope. nope. Is, it, is it not one of these where they put every search term, where, where they include important words in a yeah. headline so that it'll appear top of a search oh, engine? search engine optimisi yeah. optimization. Because the, the, no. the, the, oh. It's something far more old-fashioned, something that would, would you know could have appeared any time. You could have seen this any time in the last, well, I don't know, read again, then. years. Yeah, read again. Okay. Drivers upset with English version replacing Indonesian registration sticker having pressed the accelerator. <laughs> Shall I tell you what it is? Yeah, go on. It's a clue in yesterday's independent cryptic oh, crossword. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or it's actually the I, you know, the, uh, the yeah. sort of the, the tab, tabloid. It's a good tab, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do a thing called, the, which I do every day, the five clue cryptic crossword. I'm not great at cryptic crosswords, no. but mo most days I can just about do the five clue one. Okay. And I looked at that and thought, that's just... For people who sort of struggle with getting into cryptic crosswords, it's as if this is there to say, don't even try, mate. Yeah, that's a series of words put Here together. Here you are. There's, it's just most most cryptic clues I find are, are significantly shorter. That's like, that's like about three cryptic clues thrown together and then just jumbled <laughs> up just to 
just to annoy you. Do you do cryptics? No, I don't, no. actually. And, and that's another area where I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried? I'm, well, yeah, because I'm, I'm almost too scared to... You know, I'm, I'm a bit scared to do an IQ test in case it, it gives me a result I don't want. I don't think... I'm a bit I, frightened to do to start on cryptics in case I just can't do them and, and that brings forth a horrible realisation. I think the answer to that is actually start and the cryptics in certain newspapers, if you're doing it in a newspaper, right. that are, are certainly uh, significantly more straightforward than others. There is a system, and actually yeah. I sort of taught a, myself a, it of a few years ago, which is why, but I'm not very good. I mean, I could never do a prize one or, or, or anything like that. Very occasionally, the uh, I think it's the Times does a simpler version like a quick cryptic. And well, well, I, li- I like the ones where you just have to replace, you know, one word with another, where it's just another word for, if you like. Yeah. The What's funny the thing answer? Is, <laughs> the funny thing is with this, I got it right. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not showing off. I'm just baffled because I actually looked at it. Do you, do you want me to explain this yeah, to you? Yeah, go on. Go, go through the answer and the question again. You can always edit this out. OK, the question again, one more time. Basically, mind the fu- just just let you know, the five clue cryptic crossword, all the answers have six letters in. Right. OK. That's helpful. So, and I did know from the, from a clue I was wearing this grid that the, this word, the answer to this one, started with an R. Okay. Right, right. So, drivers upset with English version replacing Indonesian registration sticker having pressed the accelerator. Okay. The answer is revved. Okay, so revved you for the accelerator being pressed? Yeah. Get yeah. That. Every cryptic clue has a straight clue hidden in it. Does it? Yeah. So basically, one way of actually solving it, if you sort of, if, if you're good at guessing or, or, yeah. or whatever, is actually just find the straight clue within the... Um, right. So that's more like what I do, the, the replacing a word with another one, yeah? Yeah. OK. So, um, for instance, there's another clue that uh, in the same crossword that talks... Part of the clue is Romeo and Juliet's, Juliet's place, which is Verona. Yeah. So actually that's just the straight clue, but it's that, that phrase is hidden within a longer clue. Anyway, uh, it's revved because driver's upset. The word upset is a clue that's an anagram, that's an anagram indicator. So driver, D-R-I-V-E-R, oh, if, yeah. if you upset that, if you jumble the letters of a driver, okay, you would get uh, R-E-V-I-R-D, okay? Is it drivers or drivers? Dri- dri- yeah, it was driver, it? driver apostrophe S. Ah, so right, driver okay. is upset. So it's the word driver, right. singular, is upset. So it's R-E-V-I-E-D. Yeah. Uh, then English version replacing Indian Indonesian registration sticker. <laughs> Indonesian registra- registration is I R. Okay. English version is E V. So you take the I and the R out of revired, which isn't a word, and you put an E and a V, or a V and an E in this case, in its place, and then you get revved. How's rev spelt? R E double V E D. Right, OK, yeah, I As see. And you revved, and that's yeah. having pressed the accelerator. There are basically three hints in one there, three ways to do it. Yes, so, okay. sort of. Well, so what's not two. quite right about it in your your view? The fact that they're sticking these clues in crosswords which are meant to be to ease people into the concept oh, of doing yeah. cryptic crosswords, when yeah. I think that's enough to put anybody off for good. Uh, the, the fact that I got it right is just me being smarty pants, but uh, that, that, I think when you do a five-clue crossword every day, it's sort of, to me, it should be easing people in to sort of... It's like it's like putting stabilizers on on your bike. True, but won't the the people who do it every day then start to tire of that because it's too easy? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and that, they just have to have different gradations of difficulty, wouldn't they? So you know, like Sudoku, they'd have the easy, the mid, and then the ninja one. <laughs> yeah, ninja. I know. Oh, I can't be doing. And if you get it wrong, you know, sometimes you get halfway through those things and you think, oh no, I've messed up. I've got two nines in there. Yeah. And then I think, 
and I just give up. Exactly. Because I suddenly think... Oh, the whole thing's ruined. And I'm going to rub it out or just cross it, and it's just a mess. So that's not quite right. That is the Woolly Mammoth Revival for episode 12. Don't forget to, to get your not-quite-rights in or NQRs. Maybe we'll have a Twitter handle for that next time. But for now, send them to at Simon Hoban or at Mike Ward on TV. You can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud.